welcome to episode 83 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host tonight, Les. On this episode, we're brainstorming and talking about our future plans with the podcast. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Les, how's it going? I can't complain. Um, I am actually, when we get done with the podcast, I'm probably going to brew another pot of afternoon coffee. This is something mm. we've my, my partner have been doing on Friday afternoons after work and also on Saturday afternoons. We have, you know, I have my morning coffee. And then in the afternoon, we had caffeinated afternoon coffee. Oh. Um, I just got a really nice bag of something i can't remember the brand name actually um <laughs> but a, a coffee from mexico oh. um from trade yeah and it's so delicious yeah. uh we also have been doing in the evening uh, decaf coffee which <sighs> so i have very conflicted thoughts on decaf coffee yeah. um but trade actually carries a surprising amount of really decent decafs. So huh. I'm I'm pretty excited about the different decafs we've been getting. Um, we had a, I can't remember where it was from. It might have been a blend from a coffee roaster called Novo. Mm-hmm. And it is just a really delicious um, bean. Uh, like, it's just so good. And it's been um, good in espresso and in pour overs. So... Mm because they don't always do well. But it's super delicious decaf, but that's not what we're having tonight. We're having that bean from Mexico that's caffeinated. Um, and then we have been... So I think I've talked about my my Netflix, how we do Netflix and Hulu. Yes, did you... Side note, did you hear Netflix is increasing the prices again? Ah, uh, no, that's not good. So yeah. we, we did... We got a, a deal on Netflix for like, the next three months. Mm-hmm. So we have three months of Netflix and then we'll go back to Hulu. Okay. Um, and I have been binging Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so like, it's got that nineties, uh, not nineties, the eighties cheesy movie, yep. teenage movie vibe down pat. Totally. And it's just, it's also such a sad story about what happens when you get stuck in high school. Mm-hmm. Like when you can't move past your high school, like high points, it's so sad. Um, but we're in like, uh, I think we have a, two or three more episodes left to season two. Um, and I'm just really enjoying that right now. Mm. Um, and I have like, and this will like lead into the main topic a little bit, but I use TV to shut my brain off, <laughs> um, which has been very, very necessary in these strange times. So, um, yeah, we've been we've been binging to shut our brains off. Um, I picked up a couple of cheap pens from eBay to to review on the blog, a couple of wing songs. And uh, I had some issues with one. It got damaged in shipping. And I was really expecting the seller to be like, go pound sand. Um, and instead, like, I'm getting excellent customer service. There's great communication. I'm like, what is this? It's amazing. So um, I will be reviewing those. One of them is a vacuum filler. And it is so cool. It's it's a weird little thing, um, but I'm really enjoying it. It holds a ton of ink, so I'll have I'll have reviews on the blog soon enough. And I took the last two weeks of blogging off, which I I tend to to do that in January or February. I usually take a whole month off, but I think just a couple of weeks this time, and I'm gonna be, get back to it. I also started a new blog, which is about kind of homesteading and prep without the guns and knives or violence. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's more about like home maintenance, preparing food, preserving food, like the kind of stuff you need in the suburbs versus like living out in the woods. So um, also I'm going to be doing a fair amount of gardening this, this year. Um, one of, I have a, it's kind of a wacky goal. I'm hoping I can grow all of our greens mm-hmm. this summer without so that I don't have to buy any greens. Cause we, we eat an astronomical amount of salad. Yeah. 
And so my goal is to grow enough salad and grow enough like bok choy and like cooking greens that I do not have to buy any for at least the summer. And hopefully I can preserve some of the like other greens, like the the bok choy and stuff, because that stuff ferments really well and Mm -hmm. it can it can also freeze really well. So I'm I'm doing tons of like spinach and bok choy. Um, I'm going to try cabbage for the first time. I've never grown cabbage. So fingers crossed for good cabbage production. I did get uh, Chinese style. So it's not. I can't remember the name of the variety I got, but it's like a Chinese style cabbage. So um, Napa instead of like the regular globe style. Mm. Sounds Mm. exciting. I'll actually have to talk to you offline about um, growing and seeds Mm. because we started growing last year for the first time and we had some successes and we had Mm -hmm. some failures, (laughs) but uh, we have two pretty big garden beds that we made um, Mm. They're like four feet by 12 feet each. Nice, nice. Um, And so, yeah, so we'll have to talk because I definitely want to do like you because in the summer I eat a lot of salad because it's it's quick, it's easy, and it's fun Mm -hmm. because I I like to add different things and seeds and cheese and nuts and it becomes a cheeseburger at the end, really, (laughs) calorie-wise. But whatever, it's salad. I I just – I love fresh greens. And so, you know – I'm very picky, and like every time I go to the store, I I have such a hard time finding greens that look mm. good, you know, yeah, or yeah. that. So how it would be great to 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 be able to grow them. Um, so yeah, super cool. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, so that the well that that is another thing that I've been working on. I've been making some plans on building raised beds because I've usually done in the ground planting. Um, and I, I've learned a bunch of stuff about, like, I have to rotate my peppers. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be rotating my peppers. I'll be rotating my beds and adding some raised beds with with uh, compost that I'm doing this winter. Um, cool. I'm sure. Actually, the compost doesn't smell. And that's, I think, a big misnomer about compost is that it stinks. Um, yeah. But done properly, compost is odorless and it just rots down and it only smells earthy. It okay. just has a really earthy odor. So anyway, I've got tons of compost, not tons literally, but like I've got a bunch for my <laughs> for my raised beds that I'm making. Um and it doesn't it doesn't stink. So um I'm really looking forward to that. Uh the other thing is I'm doing a ton of journaling. Um I, I won't go into the topic of the journaling, but I'm not usually a prompt journaler. Uh-huh. I usually am more of a like mind dump kind of thing. And I've been using prompts right lately, and it's been really helpful at focusing my thoughts. Um, but I'm also all of the prompts that I'm using are very much around one theme. Okay. Um, so it's helping, like you know, just kind of keeping things focused. And I've been going through it and doing some jur- journaling techniques around finding meaning out of journaling and like taking a prompt and taking your writing and like delving into those like the written word and finding meaning in it and that's been super helpful um i'm also trying out a new journal i picked up a actually asked them for a sample a review sample from this company called scribble sheets Mm -hmm. i've heard of them and yeah yeah they have the really beautiful edges um, it's kind of like their thing. It's kind of the paper quality is like mole skin style. Um, there's some feathering and bleed with, with, well, not bleed feathering with fountain pens and whatnot, but overall the paper is really nice. It's beautiful with pencil it has a nice tooth, but not rough. Um, and it's awesome with gel pens. So pencils, gel pens, roll, uh, ballpoint and that stuff. That's all great with it. Just fountain pens. It's not so great with, um, and it's got that gorgeous, like printed edge. I got the orange opal. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, but you know, um, what about you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you talked about coffee at the beginning of the episode and I too am going to get back into trade. Mm. I, 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 whenever you and I talk about coffee, you always bring up this yummy, delicious coffee that you're having. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had trade for a while, but what wound up happening was my setup. I needed a new coffee grinder. I never bought one. And so I was like any other subscription. I like didn't cancel and I was just getting coffee after coffee after coffee. And I was giving some away, but like I kind of just fell off the wagon of making pour over. And mm. 
my wife is not the same with coffee as me, so she can exist and enjoy, you know, living on Keurig coffee. Oh, and so, so right, right. And so for me, like, it's a means to an end. Like, you know, I need caffeine. I can press a button and go walk away and do something else. And there's my cup of coffee. But now that, you know, I'm settled into field placement and I have a routine, it would be nice to spend a mindful part of my morning doing pour over again Mm. and also just enjoying it. Like, like right now, you know, before we came on the air, like I made a curd cup of coffee and I'm sipping it in between, you know, our discussion here. And I just, I have a foul taste in my mouth. It, it like not that I taste my own earwax, but come on, everyone's tasted their own earwax by accident. <laughs> it, it tastes it's foul oh. like that. It's like that like like that weird kind of dry bitter. And you know, I Oof. know it's a it's a quote unquote dark roast, but um yeah, it's just disappointing. And so I think I'm finally going to make a decision. I, I don't know why I am like going back and forth in my head about ordering a grinder. And a pour-over setup. Um, I have a nice gooseneck kettle that I love and use, and I've had it for over a year. It's amazing. Um, and it's like, I don't know why I can't just buy these two items I need to to make better mm. coffee. Um, you know, it's it's not like we're talking a lot of money here. I just I think for me it's like the search of the best of something. And mm-hmm. so Whenever I buy anything, I buy the best that I can afford. And that quest sometimes is tricky because you'll read reviews and for every like good reviews, there's a glaring bad review. And you're like, oh, God, like, what if that is me? Like, what if I get something that's bad? So regardless, after we get off this recording today, I am going to order a grinder and excellent. I, I've and I will I will message you to make sure that you see the receipt because I am holding myself <laughs> accountable because I can't I can't live with Keurig anymore I just can't. Um, I'm I'm proud of you for making this decision and making this plan. Right, uh, it is a absolute smart goal, um, and that is amazing. Right, because it's like you know for me, it's very much like. I've started the Starbucks habit again and that's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, if you're on the road or, you know, you're out because my favorite cafe actually made the decision to close until March because of COVID. And, you know, so it's like, I can't even go get my coffee there. And so I'm spending five, $6 a pop getting lattes from Starbucks. Yeah. And I just, it's not worth it. Right. I just don't, I, I rather spend, you know, from going to Starbucks even once a week, you know, we're talking like, 25 bucks a month on Starbucks, which I'm not going once a week. It's more than like two or three. Um, that's my trade subscription right there. Yep. So anyhow, um, coffee stuff has been on my mind. Um, stationary wise, I really haven't been thinking about much, but I did place an order um, on jet pens again because I have a problem. <laughs> and it, well, it just, I don't know. Like every time I, I go on jet pens, you know, you click on the what's new and then you get sucked into a, a rabbit hole of stationery. But these two things are not new. Um, the reason I, I found myself at Jet Pens this time was, I don't know how I missed it, but Word Notebooks released a 90s version of their notebooks. Oh, One, so just seeing these. I think I saw these when they first came out and right. then One, pushed them out yeah. of my mind. One is called Vice and one is called Bayside. And they're both like kind of my 90s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um but like I went to their actual website and they're sold out. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, they're 10 bucks each. Let me order a pack each because I've been using pocket notebooks a lot more um, to jot things. And then while I was there, I also decided to pick up something that I've looked at for such a long time. It reminds me of a pencil case I actually had when I was a kid. It's called the Sonic Kodawari pencil case. Um. Oh, it's a hard plastic case. You can store six um, sharpened pencils um, and can even hold black wings, which I found it really exciting and helpful that jet pens put that in the, the write up. Yeah. Um, and then also there's some space next to the pencil storage where you can put like pens or erasers and small mm-hmm. rulers. Um, and it like latches closed really well. And, and yeah, like I just, I see it as something, you know, I have a pencil case right now. <clears throat> I, it's the leather one from 
Viking Pencil Company and, and CW collab yep. many years ago. But if I throw it into a bag, it just gets banged around, you know? Yeah. Where this, it's like hard plastic. It's about the same size as the leather case that I have. And mm-hmm. I can just throw it in a bag and not worry about breaking stuff. Did you get the pink or black? I got the black. I was going to get the pink because I'm not about, like, I don't care about gendered stuff. But the pink inside has hearts inside of it. Oh, yeah. And that's not my aesthetic. Because I, I'm all about the pastels. But, like, mm. I'm not about hearts in any form. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, so I got the black one. Um, What else is exciting? Um, It's that time of year in my grad school education that I am talking about second year field placement. And I am excited, but also completely like perplexed and nervous about what my second year of placement will hold. Mm. Um, I always hear stories from my classmates or alums of the school that I go to that like second year is the hardest year, um, especially with the class after the classes you'll take in the summer. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of mentally preparing myself for my 10 class, two and a half month summer, followed by, you know, placement again. Um, and coming to the end of my graduate school education already. Yeah. Like I, I have a whole year and then one summer left. Um, but yeah, it's like, the only thing that reminds me that I'm like halfway through is my student loan debt. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) uh, Other than that. um, Yeah. It's going so quickly. So I've been thinking about that a lot. I've had to update my resume and put my thinking cap on, um, which I haven't done in a while. Um, Also one of the groups that I do with my current placement is a social emotional kind of group. It's basically teaching social skills. It's not like structured kind of therapy. And Mm. my supervisor brought up a good idea because these are all kids that love gaming to run a D and D session with them. Oh, and so I'm going to start doing that. And I'm really excited. Um, My supervisor and I kind of have this, really cool idea of letting the kids play, but also churning it into kind of a therapeutic intervention in the sense Mm. that like after each session, we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about what it felt like, like, because it's really interesting to see, um, especially role-playing, um, knowing, knowing the students as who they are in real life Mm. and seeing how they play their characters in fantasy world. It just, as someone who's in a school that focuses on psychodynamic theory, it's really mm. interesting to me. Um, and it'll just be really fun because it it's a way – the adventure that I chose is designed for young people. And it kind of forces young people to work together and brainstorm. Yeah. And it's also going to be a cool way, you know, like, of course, there's a variety of personalities. And, you know, building up the kids with, with – self-esteem that's a little bit lower than others or a little bit more reserved personalities you know i can i'm the dungeon master you know i could make those kids the heroes of the story i could Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it'll be really cool and interesting i've never done this before obviously um and so i i definitely definitely am looking forward to that and finally uh gina and i have been well gina watches a lot of tv i don't and our point of contention is she doesn't watch what I like. Um, Mm. She watches Hallmark channel or like lifetime. um, And even some of the shows she watches, like I'm just not into, but we talked about rewatching the entire Soprano series again. Oh, I never actually watched it as New Jerseyans. um, It's it's, I watched it when it came out. I mean, it was before I knew my wife. Um, It would be fun to rewatch it together and just kind of, you know, I don't know, like find something that like we can enjoy together because that's really, I think a lot of times when you have a partner that has different tastes or likes, it's really hard to kind of find yourselves coming together. Yeah. Um, Especially me. I'm a gamer, super uber nerd. And my (laughs) wife, like, you know, her hobbies are sewing and baking and watching TV and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with either of our lives, but it'll be really fun to kind of come together. Um, I also realized that we are super amazing at puzzles. Hmm. We started small with a 300-piece puzzle, and we put it together in like an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, like we are a team. And so that's the (laughs) other thing. 
we're going to upgrade to 750 pieces and mm-hmm. we are going to work on puzzles because we all need more analog hobbies in our lives. That's cool. But yeah, that's really it for me. But yeah, you want to get to kind of the, the main topic as nebulous as it is. Absolutely. So <clears throat> at the outset, you know, when I introduced episode 83, I said we're brainstorming and talking about, you know, our future plans. Nothing is going to change with RSVP at all. We're we're still going to be a stationary podcast. But Les and I talked at great length um, before. We actually probably should have recorded the discussion we had. It would have been yeah. great. Um, <laughs> but we talked at great length about when you have a podcast for four years you get to the point where you start to run out of things to talk about. And if you're focused on a very niche kind of community Mm. and I personally have gone back and forth in my mind lately about like, you know, you want to continue to talk about the niche community that you're involved with because this is a stationary podcast, but at what point does rehashing or retalking about things get kind of stale? Yeah. Um, And at least from the feedback that I've gotten from people, people like the conversations we have around other things, too. And so really, we're trying to find a way to kind of bring those two things together, that stationary part, but also that that conversation part that that we have. And Les actually came up with this idea. Um, And so I'll let you talk because I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, (laughs) So I was thinking like we could we could review some of our early episodes, like the first 10. Please don't go back and listen to them. The audio quality is terrible. We we didn't know a lot about recording. And, you know, while now we occasionally have audio issues, they're not like what they used to be. Um, So things are our audio has gotten much better. Thank goodness. Um, But we're going to review some of those. Well, those first 10 episodes and we're going to kind of come back and talk about them and do we still enjoy the same things we used to enjoy have our our former loves are they are they still things we love or do we not use them anymore in favor of other things so kind of exploring those kinds of things because i think i think where this came from is the fact that the both of us are kind of you know while i at the start i did talk about a few new stationary things for the most part over i would say like the last two weeks stationary has not been in the forefront of my mind. Yes, I'm using it. Yes, I'm working on reviews. But I am not keeping as in touch with new things as I used to. I'm just not as interested in acquiring new things. I am less interested in kind of reporting on new things in the same way that we used to. I mean, we when we first started this podcast, it was really... We spent the first half kind of like, here are the new things in the community. And I think we tired of that pretty quickly because, you know, we we have collections, yes, but that is not the primary focus of our stationary use. Our stationary use is much more focused on the actual use of said items versus, you know, that that acquisition. Um, and I've always been more interested in the actual use and how how we gain value in the use of our materials versus gaining value through the hoarding of resources. And so I think that that's kind of like where I've been over the last few, few weeks and even months. I think that there's been, um, particularly with the pandemic, I think there's, there's kind of a lack of enjoyment in reporting on, the news of the stationary community, if you will. Um, like, I don't really care to advertise for Blackwing for free. I don't care to advertise for Pentel or Uni for free because, it, you know, they, they don't need me. Um, I, yeah, I enjoy using their products, but I don't want to give them the free promotion. Um, on the other hand, like, Let's say a, uh, a small maker came out with a new fountain pen or a new notebook like Scribble Sheets. It's a small it's a small company. I think it's like one or two people that run it. Um, those are the kind of things that I want to support and promote, um, which I think is a larger discussion for Dade and I um, as well as the community. Like what are the things that you want to hear us talk about? Um, what are the things you want 
us to kind of explore on the show. Um, I, I don't know. What, what, what are your, what are you thinking, Dade? Yeah, I, I think for me, and I said this to you before we started recording, like that going back through episodes one through 10, what's really interesting to me <clears throat> is when I think about the way in which my own relationship with stationery has evolved, mm. <clears throat> how much my opinions have changed and how much like, you know, a good example is when the Pollux first came out. It's such a fiddly pencil sharpener for some people. Um, And I think it just comes down to the type of pencil that you use. In fact, I have a spreadsheet somewhere that I made that basically like had a list of all the pencils that I've sharpened with the Pollux and which one is good, which one is bad. And, you know, and and I I was a Pollux like super supporter. Mm -hmm. And then as the years went on, I found that. Unless I was in a certain setting, like it just really wasn't practical for me. Like, number one, it, it you know, like putting your shavings somewhere. Like, yeah, I could put them in a in you know, if I'm at a cafe, just sharpen them into a napkin or something. Or mm-hmm. it just it became like this extra step that I didn't want to do. Um, and so I switched back to this two two stage sharpener. Um, or I use like a twenty five cent natrage <laughs> sharpener, mm-hmm. which to me gives a really good point. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. And and so really exploring the, the reasons for, for changing my opinions on things. Um, and also just like thinking about being reflective and, you know, as cringy as it's probably going to feel for me to listen to those old episodes, mm-hmm. there's also opinions in those episodes because we are a podcast about stationary and so much more. And I think to kind of, think back about some of the the thoughts and feelings that I personally may have had on certain things, if those are the same. Mm. And I, I can't give you an example because I, I don't really, I mean, I know the, there were some really big topics, like I'm always going to feel the same way about gendered stationary, you yeah. know, that, that's not changing. Mm. Uh, but, you know, there was the, uh, you know, barren fig gate of the backpack world um, that mm. we, you know, we kind of got involved in and, and, you know, stuff like that, like thinking about just, I don't know, like, like how things went down would be really interesting to me because for me, when we record a podcast, obviously I listen to it if I'm the editor, um, but then I put it out into the world and I never listen to it. Mm. I, I don't re-listen to, I don't like listening to myself um, and I just don't care to like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I recorded it. That was enough. Um, so, yeah. So th- that's really what I'm interested in is really kind of, you know, going through those episodes and also just talking about, you know, I mean, I guess this is part of that conversation, how the podcast itself has changed. Mm. Um, and also one thing I would like to do is try to see if we can get some guests. Um, you know, that's something that we've done in the past. It'd be nice to kind of. Mm-hmm have different voices and more voices. I mean, this year I kind of want to, I've made it a mission to engage in uplifting voices of marginalized folks, Mm -hmm. uh, trans and queer folks, BIPOC folks, um, supporting, you know, businesses owned by black folks, um, by queer folks. And so I think having diverse voices is another goal for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just diverse like things like, you know, like thinking about someone who I don't know, like, you know, writes and draws comics like that would be really cool because that's something I could never do. Mm. And it's related to stationary because obviously, unless you're working digitally, you're using tools to create those things mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, talking to someone who is like a copywriter or something. I don't know. I'm just making these things up. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't have specific people in mind. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's those are two things that I'm really kind of thinking about that we can kind of stick to our true calling, which is stationary, mm-hmm. but make it engaging and interesting for me to still want to do this thing, but also for the listeners cuz I think that's my favorite part of this is just being able to have a reason to have a discussion with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I and I think like I think part of what makes our show our show is it's the conversation right it's it's 
yes, it's usually centered around stationary or the use of stationary or the intersection of um, stationary and technology, which interestingly enough, I mean, we were talking about back in like episode, I think I said it was two. Um, just like a quick, I took a quick look at the show notes and it's interesting that that is still something that I am bringing up and we're talking about so often. I think it like three episodes yeah. we were talking about that intersection. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's what really makes the show the show to me is that we are having a conversation and recording it. Um, and I think we, we, we can always sit down and talk, right. But it's not always going to be about stationary. Right. I think some of this, like kind of feeling like we're, we're tapped out in terms of like stationary conversations is that the natural course of a podcast too. Like I've, I've heard this on a couple of other podcasts where, you know, when it's not focused entirely on here's the new thing and what are you collecting? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it 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 can get stale. And I think that you and I both don't want it to get stale. Correct. Um, because no one wants to listen to a stale stale podcast. And that like I don't want to have the podcast slowly die out because no one's interested in listening to what we have to say. Or we don't even want to have the conversation because it's stale and boring. Um, which I think is is why we stopped with the um, here's the here's the new collectible thing, here's the new limited edition, here's the new this, here's the new that, um, and why we're both like behind and you're just finding out about the rad collection from War Word. Right, right. right. Well, I think if if you're listening to our podcast. You like stationery and you like stationery enough to find a podcast about stationery. So you should already know about these limited edition things. And if you don't, that's cool. That's fine. But like, I felt that that was taking up such valuable space. And also, like you said a few minutes ago, it's providing advertisement for sometimes companies that I, I don't want to give them free advertisement. Right. So. Yeah. Plus, it's just it's like really just critiquing the aesthetics of something because a black wing is a black wing is a black wing. And, you know, yes, there's different grades of, of, of lead, but really, at the end of the day, it's a black wing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I've I think I've always wanted to kind of get away from that. And I've like struggled with that in terms of like my blog, um, yeah. because for a while, every black wing that came out that I purchased, I reviewed. Yeah. And then I switched over to not buying black wings when they first came out. And I've saved a lot of money doing that. I made a decision. I think it was around either 70, like the limited edition 73 or the limited edition one that I was just not going to buy them. And I would trade for my collection to get the ones that I like. Um, and that has worked really, really well for me. So when I like an edition, I trade for it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, unfortunately I did stock up on <laughs> number ones, which no one likes, which is good. Cause I do. <laughs> I like a round pencil. What can I say? Um, but, you know, I also so around that time I on my blog, I was like, why? Why am I reviewing these things? They're all exactly the same. It's just the outside that I'm reviewing. Um, and I was paying a lot of money to give them advertising. And, you know, it's like, why am I paying them to advertise them? Correct. You know, so, it's it, it just it's not worth it. And same thing with like, you know, Baron Fig pens like you're just reviewing what it looks like yeah so yeah um it, but uh, see the other thing so i'm gonna throw it out there that i think that oftentimes with the baron fig pens there's a bit more aesthetically going on other than a paint job yes i will agree with that because there's different logos in fact the one the i forget the name of it the the really beautiful turquoise blue one about the ocean the adrift it is my yes. favorite i have it sitting on my desk here in front of me yes i have it i will never sell it nor trade it away it is beautiful and so like that is so like different than like let's give you a blue one let's give you yeah. a you know what i mean and so i also think that 
like with Baron Fig, sometimes they their their subject matter and like what their focus is is really interesting and deep and unique and like sometimes mm. they include like fun things or like the liberty when i first got it i was like i don't know and then i read the pamphlet that came with it and it actually was really thoughtful and unique and interesting mm-hmm. and and so yeah there is a difference yeah well I, I i think the other difference is also our social media feed isn't filled with people complaining about Baron Figs pens when they get them versus I I've had to mute um, the pencil like erasables because all of the pencil fans are just complaining about quality control issues. Contact Blackwing. You know, I'm sorry that that is a little uncharitable. Um, and, and I know that it is frustrating when you get something that the quality isn't there, but, why are you going to social media first? Why aren't you contacting the company and complaining there um, instead of like putting all of that onto social media is, and it's, you know, it sometimes gets to be a, a like crank party of people complaining about black wing quality control. And here I am like bringing it up here. Um, and it's just, well, I mean, I, I, I left erasable because of that exact reason. Like I just up and left the group and it, it saddens me that it came to that point, but I just, I didn't have time to block people. I didn't have time. I was over it. And I will tell you that while I miss engaging with certain posts, my Facebook feed is a lot more enjoyable. And that makes me really sad to say that, but it's a truth. Yeah. And you know, I, I, unfortunately I think it's, it's a, a thing that happens in groups about collectible things is that people go there instead of to the appropriate channels to have their customer service concerns taken care of exactly um and i i and i hope that's something that we can avoid in the rsvp group i just i don't want it in the feed um and i don't i'm it's it is not welcome to me to have um members of um a company there to deal with customer service issues deal with it uh behind closed doors it's that is not what i want in my group exactly Um, and, you know, it's it's one thing to post a complaint if you've already gone through the proper channels to have a customer service complaint um, and it hasn't been dealt with. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think it's also squeaky wheel gets the grease and it's companies are involved in social media. And so the response is a lot different. Um, I think I think. Some companies, if you email them, they will deal with it, but in a different way. But people are so used to this instant gratification. And also this, like, there's this segment that I've noticed. And this is not, I'm not saying stationary people. I'm saying generally in the world. Mm. There's this segment of the population that over the past couple of years, I've noticed it more and more. That there's this need to, even if your problem is solved, you need to, like, do some kind of weird public flogging of the offender. Mm. Or, like, some kind of, like, I need someone to be shamed for this yeah, or someone to pay for this. Someone's got to pay for this. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's like if a company were to mess up, you know, if they were to say, sorry, we messed up, we'll do better next time. And here's a resolution to your problem. That's, that's it. Like they don't deserve that. And so I, I I feel like it just gets ugly real quick. And I, instead of me trying to, stop it or what I just disengage. Cause I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to invite like the negativity into like what little social media I do at this point. I mean, granted I use Instagram a lot. I use Twitter a lot, but really Facebook, I am, I I'm there for RSVP primarily marketplace for free stuff for my garden and and for erasable and i have done a lot of blocking of the people who are just there complaining about blackwing because i don't i don't i don't want to engage in it i don't care about it i don't want to listen to it i really i'm there for people like doing their hack wings i'm there for people talking about like hey here's a thing i did with my pencil sharpener here's um you know i I don't know here's some artwork i made with my pencils um right right. you know anyway uh, yeah 
enough complaining. Um, but yeah, so I'm really interested in once I go back and listen to those first 10 episodes, I might not be able to listen to them all, um, all the way through. I just, uh, I want to get kind of a flavor of, of what, what was really popular with me back then and see if it changes. Um, cause I, I can definitely tell you right now that my excitement for Blackwing and field notes is that is no longer. <laughs> I mean, if you, <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't noticed by us, you know, cranking on Blackwing, um, the, like, like the joy for it is just gone for me. Yeah. And also like my, I stopped buying field notes entirely. Same. Although I will say I am I, the the snowflake thing. I'm I'm into that. That's super cool. That is like the ultimate fu to collectors. But yes. the collectors all seem to like it. So. Yeah, but no, I I don't. The only way I acquire field notes is if someone sends them to me. Like I I did a pencil trade recently, and the person kindly sent me two field notes notebooks. And you know, other than that, I don't. Yeah. I, I already have enough. Yeah. You know what I would like to do more in the group? And I did start one. Um, and it's it's been super cool to kind of watch it go across the U.S., even though the Postal Service is kind of yeah. a mess, um, is the swap. Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool to do like an ink swap kind of thing, but that gets perilous um, because <laughs> ink, say, yeah. ink files uh, it, it just have a tendency to, to leak uh, or not be tight. And maybe, maybe if it were done in the spring or summer, but like the, the, the they, they leak and it's, it's, it would just be bad scene. Um, everything would have to be in like double plastic bags and, but that would be that that would be super fun is doing some sort of like traveling ink swap. Yeah, no, totally. Um, or even like with other stuff like notebooks or. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm I'm still haunted by there was a pencil swap we all did. God, it was probably like five years ago at this point, and the box got lost somewhere. I think someone moved and uh, it's probably packed up somewhere in their stuff. They claim they, they forwarded it on. Um, but I know that they moved in the midst of everything, um, and never responded to any contact or emails after the fact. Um, and I know they were also, they had some sort of illness, so it's not a big deal, but one of the things that ever since then, and it, the, so the, the swap box got lost, but it had in it a, um, a notebook where everyone was kind of testing out the pencils and then writing in it. Um, uh, so what I'm haunted by is the idea that there were all these like notes to the other members that were in this. Um, it was a, um, a, a one of the Baron Fig little slim notebooks. It's the soft cover things. Why why can't I bring? It's not a confidant. Um, oh God. Vanguard. Uh -oh. Yeah. Vanguard. Um, so it was in a, it was in a Vanguard. Um, and so like what I'm, what I'm missing is the idea that that's gone, not the pencils. I don't care about the pencils. I care about that. The fact that that notebook is gone with all of those notes in it. Um, Cause that's meaningful to me, not the stuff, the, the meaning that people were making with it. I'd love to do another one of those um, where everyone tests things out and kind of like explores it. Um. So maybe that's something we'll do in the group as well as like a notebook swap. Yes. Uh, with some testing in it as well to give people a chance to test things out. Cause that's, that's like, to me, that's the kind of engagement that I find really, really fun with these groups. Um, do, you probably don't remember this cause it would have been when you were probably in high school, there was a website called, nervous was it nervousness.org or nervous.org and it was basically a bunch of people doing mail art together oh i've heard of this yeah yes. I've, t I've talked about it before um i was involved in so many amazing swaps in the early 2000s based off of this there was um the original journaling project um god what was it called um, I'd have to look it up. Uh, but the guy like bought a hundred journals 
and mailed them out to people all over the United States and they made art in it and then they sent it back to him. Um, but a lot of people, I was in so many journal swaps. So you'd like, you'd take a journal, you might decorate the cover and then you'd mail it to someone and then they would keep it for a week or two, work in it and then mail it to the next person. And then everyone would work in this journal and would finally get back to the original person. Um, but the group really cool thing about it was that people could continue to sign up for as many slots as you decided to have. I think a journal, a, a journal swap would be really, really cool. That would be super fun. Yeah. I'm going to look into maybe doing that. I'd be constantly afraid that <laughs> we get lost in the mail. Well, that was something that often happened. happened. Um, I actually, um, when I when I had a journal, I moved. I moved from Massachusetts back to Maine at one point, and my the journal that I had, I should have put it in the mail the minute I moved. Instead, it ended up in one of my boxes with my other journals and my notebooks and sketchbooks, and I forgot about it. And then I was like, well, since I've had it for <clears throat> six months, I'm gonna work in it. So I did a bunch of pages and a bunch of art in it, and then I I contacted the person and found her. Um, and fi and got her new address and mailed it back to her. Um, but I think a lot of people don't do the legwork or, or things like that, but yeah, definitely it can get lost in the mail, but that was a thing that was regularly reported was that, you know, it would get to get to someone and then it would just disappear. It would like a black hole or like people would stop answering their email or people, you know, it was like one of those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway. Uh, I think that would be a really cool thing would be to do a journal swap in addition to all of the other stuff. But anyway, like, I, like that's the kind of engagement that I see social media being really cool for is that it's not just online, that it, there's an offline component to it. Yes. And that's what gets me excited about the group is that we're so good about that. No, totally. And it's one of the, like you said, it's one of the few reasons I stay <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, I really wish there was um I wish there was an alternative. I did so it's interesting. Um and maybe this isn't you can edit this out if you want. Um I joined MeWe, which is an alternative social media site, and the owner is definitely libertarian. Mm. Um <laughs> So I, I question whether or not I really want to stay there, but also um, went on like a massive like tear about um, bullying language, uh, language that incites violence in relation to some of the political stuff that's been happening. So I felt a little better about staying there because of that, because I, hmm. I did I do check in on cause the owner posts rants on a regular basis and they're sometimes entertaining and sometimes like head desk moments <laughs> yeah um but their their stance on bullying behavior and inciting violence is really on par with everyone else uh, the question real question is whether or not they actually enforce it six years late <clears throat> twitter yeah yep but anyway that's just so much more part of today's episode <laughs> i'm leaving it Okay, <laughs> it's at the end. If you've made well, it this far, then you're you're cool. You can, and you know, if anyone wants to interact with me on MeWe, they can they can find me there. MeWe just sounds weird. It makes me think uh, of it makes me think of WeWee. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it. And their ads are stupid. They have this thing with like two fingers over their eyes. I just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, why are there two fingers over their eyes? I oh, don't get it. Like strange. Yeah, it's I, I I don't know. It's very strange. It's very odd. I don't know why they're doing it. And it's dumb. It's <laughs> really dumb. Um <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh <laughs> any where are we? <laughs> we're we're actually coming to the end of our our <laughs> our episode here. I think we've we've done enough. <laughs> damage uh, yeah um, we've complained about blackwing <laughs> you know like and that's the other thing so i think that's that's where i'm kind of like 
ending today is I don't want to spend every episode railing on Blackwing because it it's such a it's low hanging fruit at this point and I'm tired of doing it I'm tired of reading about it and I'm I'm just done. Um, I agree. And it's not entertaining. I, I'm sure that it's not entertaining for our listeners to listen to me complain and moan and groan about uh, quality control. Wah. Um, <clears throat> uh, anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound convinced. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, you know what? I don't think it's ever going to be something that we entirely stop, but whatever. Exactly. We'll have to get it out of our systems and then refocus every now and then. Yep. So, all right. Well, this has been really fun. Um, If you are still listening, I want to take a moment to thank all y'all for listening and being supportive and being engaging in the Facebook group and for the positive reviews that you've left on your favorite podcasting delivery system. I don't know what those are called. Like podcatchers, podcatchers, iTunes, wherever you listen. Um, I just, you know, getting that support. And I, I, one of my favorite things is on Wednesdays when we post a link, when we remember to post a link to the podcast, (laughs) um, I, at the end of the day, I come back because I'm wondering if people made some comments and I like to hear what people think about the episode mm. and if something resonated with them. And I may not be super active on Facebook because I'm busy, but I am reading things. And so seeing those comments really makes me realize that this is what I should be doing with my free time. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun to engage. And so, yeah, if you have yet to review us on any media or form do so let people know why they should listen to RSVP or let them know why they shouldn't. And that's okay too. (laughs) I'm never, ever going to say you have to give us five stars. Um, and so, yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Right. Um, you can find us online at RSVP stationary podcast.com. I always talk about the discord because it's just on my show notes here, but it's a slow work in progress. Um, Les, where can we find you? You can find me at comfortable shoes, studio.com Facebook at comfortable shoes, studio Instagram and Twitter at original LC Harper. My Twitter is currently locked down for several (laughs) reasons. Um, But if you hit, uh, the friend or follow button, whatever the hell it is on Twitter. Uh, I will review your application and get back to you shortly. All Dade, right. what about you? You can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. All right, Les, it's been fun. It has been. It's been it's been a lengthy conversation. <laughs>